Are you born with destiny? Or does it just come? Knocking at your door. He's a young singer from Memphis, Tennessee. Give him a warm hayride welcome. Mr. Elvis Presley. Get a haircut, buttercup. In that moment, I watched that skinny boy transform into a superhero. Da, 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 da. You sound insane. You realize that? What is going on, man, fam? It is Richard here with everyone's favorite Kent Garrison in the house. Brian is he's off, and uh, it's you know it's it's kind of hard to to say where where does you might be able to help me, Kent? Where does camp start and rehabs end? It's kind of fuzzy wherever he is, but. <laughs> Um, he's trying to just wean off Disney and, uh, it's hard to do that. So we had to put him in a program to get him, uh, you know, to get his adult Disney out of his system, but it's just Kent and I here tonight talking about Elvis, a couple of music nerds here that'll probably nerd out about, I don't, I don't think we've talked about Elvis a lot. So I I'm excited about that. And then we'll talk about the movie and, um, (laughs) all that that entails as well. It's us. It's summer. This is a, a big summer movie that's not a superhero. I mean, that's kind of debatable. You know, where, yeah. now where for real, where is the line between IP and something like Elvis, who is kind of in a way a superhero <laughs> for, you know, with a, fa- ex, you know, existing fan base and, yeah, and uh, mythology and all that. So, uh, interested to talk about all that. But Kent, glad you're here. Glad to talk yeah, about man. this with you. Um, you, are you an Elvis guy in general or? Are you kind of like just Beatles and after like a lot of people are? Yeah, I'm excited to talk about it, but I, I just find it very funny how Brian just had to miss the uh, the Boz Lerman week. It's just that's weird how the schedule so, works sometimes, you know, it's, it is weird. It's, it's crazy just, how he does. It's crazy how he can pull that off. Yeah, it is amazing. Yeah. He's out at camp. You know, he's his texts have gone green on us. So he's yeah. he's going that far to keep the illusion up that he's not. <laughs> just skipping this week but uh but that's okay i, I wish him well at uh at what was camp. the last one uh he he was gone for was it, was uh, it the alex garland one? Oh Man, yeah i think it was like yeah, yeah. Can't, can't, can't make it guys sorry no. No, i'm just I, I i kid yeah he he actually does have a life i'm like richard and i and Ken's yeah, on we, vacation. You're talking to us on the gorgeous shores of Lake Tahoe. So appreciate yeah, you man. doing that. We're, we're out in the mountains right now. We're Beautiful. living it up. Awesome. Uh, man, it, it's good times. It's a million summer. degree uh, Texas heat and uh, hating my <laughs> life, but it's fun. Are you there? So you'll be out. All th- are you going to be out in out west all through the 4th? Oh, uh, We're going to be back for the 4th because we okay. love a Texas 4th of July. Love a Texas <laughs> With the barbecue and the fireworks get well, pretty you know, crazy California in Texas. California, they, really they're not about America. fireworks here. Yeah, yeah, yeah you, no, I'm kidding. You could set I'm off kidding. a chain of events, so to speak, Absolutely. if you do it here. But yeah, um, cool, man. But I'm excited well, about this one, Richard. Um, yeah, and really excited to hear your thoughts because, like you said, a little music twist to this one. I am an Elvis fan because my mom side of the family, big Elvis. People yeah. had the records and, and and all that. And so my mom grew up in this exact time period, you know, lived this, this movie, basically what this is, sure. what this is telling about from a, uh, 
girl's perspective. And so super close to home for, for that aspect of things. Uh, Beatles were always bigger in my household for whatever right. reason, Beatles and beach boys and, and that kind of stuff. Uh, but Elvis was on more of the TV. Like we watched a lot of his movies. Yeah. Rather They're than listen movies. to his records. Uh, but I, um, I'm a big fan of him musically, but go ahead. Yeah. I'm an Elvis guy too. I feel about Elvis the exact same way I feel about coffee and wine. Um, I really enjoy the product, but I hate all the kitschy stuff around it. Like don't t- mm. you know the, the signs and mugs and all, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. The culture can get, kinda, yeah, I hate Elvis juicy. culture, yeah. but boy, do I love Elvis. And I even love tacky Elvis. You hate the Vegas, Elvis. the Vegas Elvis, no, but you like, I the, like oh, Vegas Elvis. You, I love you like Vegas the cheesy, Elvis. really I like do. leaning into the caricature of, of Elvis yes. stuff. I do, but I just don't need it in my house. I've, I'm able okay. to draw that line. <laughs> I mean, there's kind of that thing where like in your house, the, what musically or like no, no, no Elvis no. photos anywhere. Exactly. Just, I never like the, like so much of Elvis is like going to a thrift store, antique store. And it's like a giant pinball machine that, you know, like the oh, Elvis okay. fans are so yeah. devoted that you have to like, basically it's like people that are really into coffee. Like it's a main personality point that I'm in the coffee or Elvis and I, my cubicle will be decorated as such. I love Elvis, early Elvis, all the way through, um, but I, I in no way need to represent it in any sort of design aesthetic. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I've never, I've never gone to Graceland. Yeah, uh, except listening to the Paul Simon album, Richard, mm. of course, <laughs> absolutely, cute bongos. And, um, but I've, I've always been a fan. I, I would say the, the extent I go to is the Elvis memorabilia that I like. I, my, my thing I own as an Elvis yeah. fan is remember uh, Jack white yep. bought the first Elvis recording and mm-hmm. then repressed it. Yeah. Yeah. I bought that. That's I was cool. like, I, I need to have oh, that. That, that. That'll be, that'll signify my love for Elvis right there. Yeah. He's, uh, of and, a and t- it's great. he's of a time where he's kind of inventing the first persona of a, you know, a white American rock star, which is its own complicated thing with how much he stole from, you know, the black music and, and, and yeah. everything with from the south but here's here's maybe a, an opinion for you though on that yeah. though richard please i'm way more of a fan of like what elvis means as an as a an image an icon yeah and i and then i do like as a musician and like what is like how great his songs were or absolutely fair. or how good his voice was or anything like that i think it's it's more about he was of like the performance the yeah. uh the the energy in the room kind of thing like is like lady gaga you know i like yeah. i respect what lady gaga does as an artist on the image side of things sure. so much almost more than i do musically which is a heck of a lot but like i respect when you can go to that other level with the yeah. uh the branding and all that stuff and we'll talk about you know colonel parker's role in that but totally that's what i i respect about him is and he's he doing first, it really like, for the first time and that's I think I don't think enough credit is given to him on there are plenty of sort of marketing missteps and things that are tacky, you know, the amount of movies that he did. And he was not necessarily choosy with the scripts and some of the songs that he did and stuff. But you, I think what's lost in that argument is that this is someone doing this for the first time. There's no blueprint at this point, you know, and later on artists 
we'll have the example, both pro and con of Elvis and the Beatles and so on and so on and so on to kind of curate their image a little more carefully. And Elvis is totally out there without a safety net doing all this for the first time. And, and I think so a lot of his, you know, missteps can be forgiven in that context. I don't think we, we talk about that enough. And obviously there's a, like you said, the Tom Park, Colonel Tom Parker element as well. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a really interesting life and it's, it's unbelievable. And, and people still to this day, you know, will say, uh, you know, he was fat and he was barely fit in his jumpsuit and he was sweaty, but by God, I saw him in Vegas and it was the best show I ever saw. You know, people still right. say when you were in the room, there was something. And I think there is so much discussion about his influence and his iconography and all the stuff that. Uh, I think, or I said that weird, but whatever. Um, iconography, iconography. Thank you. Iconography. Um, <laughs> I, I like, I like your pronunciation better. I we couldn't figure that. out how to get there. I knew it was wrong, but I was, I was stumbling there, but yeah, there's so much about that. And I, I do think sometimes we forget two things. One, what a great singer he was. And two, man, he was hot. We don't talk about those. <laughs> oh Yeah. Uh, <laughs> one of the most, maybe, maybe the most handsome movie star of all time, let yeah, alone really musician. Really like how, how is it? How is this person? It's like, uh, incredible really. Yeah. And it was something too about not just his looks, which were ample, but like just that he just had that real thing. And I, we'll talk about more of that in the show. That was interesting. That Austin Butler guy that played him certainly has the looks, but it, there was something and it, it, it's not even a critique of his performance. There's something about Elvis that you can't touch, you know, that's so out of this world, weirdly cool 60 years later, you know? So anyway, yeah. um, kind of that's our Elvis background. I think, yeah, I think we both probably would like the bluesier stuff early, but the, he, you know, suspicious minds, great song, you know, all the, even the disco stuff and the kind of, vaudevillian uh vegasy stuff has its merit and can be really cool uh and and all the way through his career but now we'll talk about the movie we've done a few boz joints here on the i would he should he should also call he, if any other director should bo- borrow the uh spike lee thing it should also be boz Lerman. um <laughs> yeah we, talk- <laughs> we talked about gatsby yeah and we and we didn't did we do we didn't do anything with the get down no so this is the second Boz we've we've discussed on this show. And then obviously he has the he really hasn't made too many films. He's pretty I would not say he's prolific, but all the way back to Strictly Ballroom, which is a movie I weirdly remember as a kid, Romeo and Juliet, we've talked about on this show. And then his masterpiece, I think, is Moulin Rouge. You can like or dislike that movie, but that is, you know, the most quintessentially Baz Boz however uh film. And then Kind of tries to get a little more nitty gritty with Australia, then decides to lean back into Moulin Rouge with Gatsby and, and now this. So he's had a very interesting career. He's someone I I find, you know, actors really like working with him. There's something really bold about, and I, I want to talk to you about this, Kent, because you're the you're the director of the group. Is, I I don't think you're a fan of his, but is he someone you like? Kind of is he one of those like those bands is like not my thing, but I respect them. Or do you just are you just out on him completely? I totally respect him. I just, I just don't know if he has like enough restraints on his yeah. ability. Like right. he, he just, everything that comes to mind, he throws at the screen and that can be a lot mm-hmm. <laughs> at times. 
And, and that's fine. Um, because I love directors that are that way. I love Wes Anderson. I love right. uh, Quentin Tarantino, you know, and, but with him, uh, it, it sometimes graphically for me or the way he does CG and, and stuff yeah. just kind of, I don't know, hasn't adapted well for me. But in terms of this movie, uh, like you were saying, I, I think the the biggest takeaway for me was you're just like, man, this guy was a rock star. Yeah. Like, like this guy was it. And if you weren't there for it, that sucks because this, yeah. this was awesome to, to experience. And it was, we've had yeah. a few that I, f- I feel like those are musically probably in our lifetimes where it's just like, it comes out of nowhere and it's like, it captures the world for mm-hmm. two and a half months or whatever. And it's like, man, that was cra- a crazy period of time. And when you have somebody as, uh, charismatic at, at the front. I mean, we have James Dean basically as the center of that playing yeah. guitar and um, doing that whole, I mean, I love the, the, the fashion element mm-hmm. of this was like, this is going to win every award for, yeah for costume design because the freaking outfits that he wore at the end, like, like tour in the Vegas show stuff and kind of like maybe a little bit before like the post him and going to uh, military service stuff mm-hmm. where it were just awesome. <laughs> like I couldn't take my eyes off like the stage design and like all of that element of it. Um, so that was super impressive, but man, at the, at the beginning of this, this thing just, I mean, it had probably 26 montages in 15 minutes, you yeah. know, uh, of worth of, worth of flying around and like literally flying around and uh, the America and throwing graphics, every co- type of animation at you. And, it, it was like a lot at the beginning. And my eyes were like, wow, this is like watching a Marvel movie or mm-hmm. watching a, a, a Transformers film or something. It was edited so quick at the beginning that uh, it was, it was a lot to, uh, to take in right at first. Yeah. I think that's intentional too. to, to uh, yeah. go let you finish. Sorry. I think that's intentional on some level, but it's interesting to discuss, but go ahead. Yeah. Um, I think it's cut. And it's presented like a summer, you know, yeah. blockbuster. Exactly. Yeah. I, I almost would like this to be more of like a, a fall movie. Yeah. Saying, you know, that, 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 that would be my preference for an Elvis movie. Would it be like more of like a, I don't know. When I think of Elvis, I think of like a country music and that's sort of like a fall time to me. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's Maybe that. I, I would have wanted like a more, um, uh, a less colorful mm. movie <laughs> up front. Like <laughs> if that makes sense yeah. in, in a weird way, not less energy, but like, it was just like, Oh my gosh, this thing is a lot. Yeah. We talk a bit about the show on, on the show a bit about like movies for adults sort of dying, at least on the, in the cinema, you know, the actual proper cinema, like, you know, where, where those stories are told now are, are on, Am- you know, Amazon prime and Netflix and HBO max and all these places. And that's kind of the new, Cinema for adults and, you know, for like kind of mid-budget, serious or even comedic things, uh, that's where those live now. And and in the the actual movie theater, the cinema is like for, uh, you know, really large scale things, whether they be superhero or fighter jets or mm-hmm. things like that. And I think – and I, I kind of am – find this endearing from both Warner brothers who, you know, I've criticized a ton and, and, uh, 
and Lerman is that like, it's trying to kind of merge those two things and like saying, this isn't dead yet. You can do something now that requires a character and IP. If you don't want to, if you want to call him IP uh, like Elvis, that is um, known and can bring an audience, you know, it's not, it's in that those don't grow on trees. So I, I, I'm totally with you, Kent, like aesthetically. I do think it's kind of cool that they made it this way, that they were this ambitious. Didn't always work for me. Um, but it is it is cool to have something bombastic that's not – that's like in real life and playing in a movie theater again. Because, mm-hmm. you know, how, who knows how many more of these we'll have. Yeah. How many more of these can you make, right? Right. It's uh, it's a, it was It was extremely – uh, impressive the amount of work that went into this thing. I mean, I don't know how many different locations, setups, what have you <laughs> were in the movie was just like, wow, this is a person's entire life uh, right here. And uh, that, that what, what, what did you think of Hanks? Let's go there. Yeah. So, you know, on those performances real quick uh, on Austin uh, Butler, I thought he was a very serviceable Elvis, which is not, a, really a critique. I think that's an impossible thing to totally nail. I just don't think, I don't think Daniel day Lewis could do it. You know? Oh man. You thought he was serviceable. I thought he was great. Yeah, I, I just, there's something about Elvis. And it might just be in my own head. It's a very good performance. There's something about Elvis. that's like, he didn't capture it for me emotionally. And that's like, again, maybe a fool's errand to even try. So I, I give him mm-hmm. totally, I give him the, the credit of me not knowing who the heck the guy was yeah, before the which movie. Which helps. So maybe, I'm like, though. okay, this guy could, you know, this could. Yeah. I'm not seeing anybody else. This isn't Harry Styles or whoever, sure, it, sure, which sure, is sure. why Harry Styles didn't get it. It's like, you know, you're Harry Styles. You can't be Elvis in this, right? right? Or Miles Teller, you know, who was in conversation, you know? So yeah. that that for me worked because I, I wasn't familiar with the guy's background and mm-hmm. it, I just went in and was like, okay. I'm glad they went that way. what you got. Totally. And he, 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 Total to me was totally serviceable. And again, that is probably the best grade I could give anyone in this performance. So like not on him at all. Yeah. Hanks was a big, big old whiff for me. <laughs> I knew <laughs> I want to shout out to, uh, to, we did a little live chat, uh, on the stage in our, in our discord and you can sign up, uh, you know, for the VIP club and get there. We were on there Saturday night. I think Ty said that he, uh, looked like fat bastard and sounded like gold member. <laughs> I just want to give him credit for that line. Cause that was <laughs> so great. I remember seeing the trailer for this and being just, and I knew Colonel Tom Parker was Dutch. It wasn't like a, I, a lot of people didn't know that going in. So that was like surprising, you know, whether they saw the trailer or the, or the film kind of surprising, but yeah, I remember seeing the uh, trailer for this and being like, okay, yeah, it looks pretty bossy. And then hearing and seeing Hanks and being like, oh, no. <laughs> like, um, and, you know, um, yeah, that one, that, and that's a, a co-lead performance, basically. That's just, I don't know. I, I almost want to see it again because it was, it was kind of almost laughable. I don't know if it was the makeup or the voice or the combination thereof, but it, it did not. It took it down maybe a letter grade and a half for me. I think it was kind of weird how horny he was for Elvis. Yeah. I mean, I think that was maybe probably on purpose, but like it was, it was like predatorial at first when he discovers him. He's like, I must have this child. 
you must be mine. Uh, but yeah, um, you get that a lot with these, these stories. I mean, there's, there's, you know, the Lou Perlman's of the world, you know, that are putting these, finding these hacks and finding ways to market them to the world and make money. And that's, he was kind of maybe the first one that really had that vision for what you could be. And, um, I don't know. I, I found, I found him way more creepy than like inspiring. I think he, you know, he is the villain of the story. Yeah. So to speak on purpose, but, um, I don't know. Tom Hanks. I don't, I don't like being creeped out by Tom Hanks, Tom. Yeah. I mean that, that, uh, gold member fat bastard line is, is really, really strong. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's one of those two, again, it kind of comes back to what we're talking about. The, the mix of this, it almost seems like Warner brothers was because they, I've heard Hanks talking about it and there's just so many more actors that would be less work for them to get there. You know, he could only do. Well, if you're not going to have a, a lead star in the, in the I'm sorry to interrupt. Yeah, no, no, no. A lead star as Elvis. You got to have somebody playing that role. That's, that's my point. It's like, it almost seems like Warner adults. Brothers is like, this is going to be a, a, a parent movie that, you know, it's going to have an older audience. And if you want 85 million out of us to make it, you got to get Tom Hanks. Cause that's like the only way we could potentially make even mm-hmm. pre COVID get that back. It's like, if you want to do a movie about a battleship, I'm going to need Tom Hanks. (laughs) Like, it's kind of that. And so they went through incredible lengths to fat suit him up, five hours of makeup a day, let him do this gold member accent. Um, (laughs) Who else would they have gotten that wouldn't wouldn't have been that way, though? I was just upset that it's him or is like, it was that role. I don't know. It's so, yeah. Boz's vision for it. Because Boz, you feel like we we were talking about this, too, in in the... chat like was boz just being like all right we need more tom more or or did tom just show up to set like hey this is this is it boz take it or leave it yeah it seems like that i i don't know yeah i don't know who i mean i'm not as up on any <laughs> dutch know, actors where? as i used to be maybe ronald coman you know right the dutch manager um <laughs> he's kind of fat now um, they were saying paul j Motti wasn't available because he's a music <laughs> manager of in every yeah. movie, yeah, he could do he could do a pig vomit with as Dutch, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh, yeah, and that's a really fascinating character too. You know, not necessarily likable. Obviously, I don't. This movie this doesn't do him any favors, but you know, he's a he's a a Dutch carny that like <laughs> you know washes his way on yeah. shore, becomes a colonel, and and brands maybe the greatest branding exercise of all time in a terribly abusive and, and uh, cynical way. Um, that's definitely a movie that's definitely worth studying. Uh, it's just a bummer. And like, yeah, I mean, it seems like Hanks is still confused why they cast him in it, but you know, probably got a nice check and, and it's an interesting character and hey. the movie on its whole wasn't bad. And it's like, Oh yeah, I'm Tom Hanks. I can do this. I don't, I, it's such a confusing move. I mean, I love her and I rock out to her music. Uh, regularly on the radio but uh but um i i kind of want i'd kind of prefer my elvis movies to be doja catless you know like maybe that's Think what i'm for saying yourself. like i i love doja cat but you know like those types of twists maybe i the opposite you know. i said i won't see this unless it's, it has doja uh-huh. cat yeah um but it had some cool what do you think of um 
the supporting cast in it had some kind of interesting people in it. Gary Carr Jr. popped up, right? Yeah. Um, I didn't care much for the. I just thought the. Uh, I don't. I don't even know if it was her or the writing really, but the Priscilla character kind of left me cold. What were your thoughts on Olivia Dijonge as Priscilla? Yeah, I, I'm. I don't really know because I. I feel like that's the story people are most familiar with. Is yeah. Her recollection and thoughts on this. So I feel like it was probably pretty accurate on, on how, th- how things went. It, I think Elvis just became so detached. It's like impossible for her to, to do anything. I, I thought the performance was good. I thought the, the acting performances were fine other than Hanks. Um, was cool enough. The beginning, um, I thought the guy that played uh, little Richard was yeah, great. Um, BB great. King. We had some cool little moments like that in there. That but cool. it it never really, I don't know, offended me other than Tom Hanks in the movie of any 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 boss performances, which just says a lot because usually like you have one good one and then all the rest are like what what what's kind of going on here? Uh, where did you? How would you compare this one to Great Gatsby though? Man, um, there's something about Gatsby that's just doesn't ever translate that well to film. I like this more, honestly, probably. Yeah. Um, I think that is like the Everest. The great Gatsby as a film is the Everest and, and, uh, you know, Boz couldn't climb it, but I don't think anyone could. Yeah. This worked yeah. slightly better for me, but also like, you know, instead of, uh, needle drops with some dancing, you have authentic performed music, which lends itself to, Lerman's style far more than, than Gatsby, yeah. in my, my opinion. So I I think it, it took a long time to get there. But once you get to the scene where Colonel Tom Parker sells Elvis out to the casino. Yeah. Uh, you know, sells his life away, basically, for mm-hmm. the next however many years. I think the movie really starts to take off yeah. at that point. But Agreed. by then, you're over two hours into the movie. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that 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 uh, that was what I was interested in. I thought those the Vegas scenes at the end were just were awesome. I mean, that's they what you so want to end on, but uh, that's kind of what you you leave talking about was is that uh, that part Vegas reminded show. me so much of Bohemian Rhapsody. How many times did they show the hotel though? Oh, so it was like International Hotel, the International Hotel, <laughs> I know. International Hotel. Meanwhile, at the International Hotel, it's like we God, it's like grief. It, I could be like, is this brand still around? Like, <laughs> like is this still still this? around? Yeah, can we go there? <laughs> this is like, yeah, is it paid? Are they paying for? <laughs> right, right, must like, have twenty five <laughs> shots of hotel to use. But, right? You know? Didn't didn't that Vegas thing remind you of of Bohemian Rhapsody? Where it's like it's a lot of work to get there, but then you get to that live yes. part portion, and you're like, oh, that was pretty cool. Man, now that, that's what, a worse that, movie than yeah. this, I think. On the whole, don't you? Is that controversial? I think this is better than Bohemian Rhapsody. I think I had more fun watching Bohemian Rhapsody in the theater oh, really? than than this. Okay. Yeah, because it wasn't so much. It was like I think Bohemian Rhapsody Fair. had a couple more shots that lasted longer than a second. The, the way this <laughs> thing is edited, it's like boom, boom, fair, boom, 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 and your eyes can't ever get set, couldn't get settled. It even Bohemian Rhapsody was more of a slow burn than this was. I'm more of a slow burn guy. I agree. Unless you have a, you know, superheroes involved or something. Do you think, do you think Butler will transcend this? I've seen him on some shows. He doesn't have a lot of personality, but he's also like 23. 
apparently he's not giving up Elvis. He's just going to be Elvis for now. Like he's apparently yeah. doing it on talk shows and stuff. Yeah. Like he's like Bond Elvis now. Uh, almost, uh, uh. It's like, <laughs> man, live it up, dude. Be Elvis for however long this gets you. He's in the Dune movie coming up and he's yeah. in uh, some stuff. So yeah, he's got a mini series. That's so funny. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> what if he's still Elvis? All what right, if exactly. Danny goes really weird with part two and just to, <laughs> exactly. just tries to anger the nerds? <laughs> I mean, I, I I don't know about it, though. Yeah, I, we'll, I don't we'll see how it goes. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm curious because this is a movie where it's like, remember that? Who was that guy that played Elvis in that weird Tom Hanks Elvis movie? Or it's like that guy goes on to do a million things because he was, you know, like you said, quite good in the role. So, I mean, we had we had. We had Joaquin doing Johnny Cash. Yeah, we had exactly. Jamie Foxx and Ray. I mean, these can be a mm-hmm. pretty big launch. Absolutely. For, I mean, Rom- Those Rami. had the awards behind him. I, do you think he'll get nominated this year? So early oh, yeah. in the season. I, I, I do. I'll go best actor still. I, I predicted that last week. I think he'll okay. win it because. I, you I think, think he'll win it? Wow. This early, oh, yeah. That'd be pretty. I mean, that'd be. He's very good, but I think it's so early in the year. That's, oh, that's I know. hard to me. To, not that there will be things that are better. He may be the best, but like it's. But you're right. They can probably hey, restart up the campaign and, you know, we're brothers was, mail out. extremely million. sold out theater. Olds were olding like crazy on Just this so thing. much olding. So you yeah. cannot discount that when it comes to the yeah. Oscars. Absolutely fair. Absolutely fair. So um, how do you th- – last question out of me. I, how do you – obviously, this is – the always interesting thing with these biopics, especially when someone dies young, is like, okay, we know where this is going. He's going to die. In 1977, in his early 40s. Uh, so, however you get, are you going to touch on that? Are you going to? Is it going to be the 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 always the cop out move of like show him the rock star rocking out and then credits and then it's like he died seven years yeah. later uh, on the scroll? Are you going to do that? Are you going to sh- are you going to show him uh, have the heart attack? You know how are you going to handle it? How are you going to do the the postscript and the pro uh, af- afterward and all that? So, so how do you think they handled the sort of we talked about the Vegas stuff, but the actual end of Elvis's wife was that life. It was right? it was exactly like Bohemian Rhapsody did. Yeah, it, I feel like it was. It was like That's oh, he had this this one big performance, and then he was yeah. gone. Yeah, as if nothing happened after that. You know. Yeah, he was touring uh, a lot and stuff. Yeah, I mean, Queen toured a lot after Live yeah. Aid, right? So it's like, yeah, I mean, I think you you touch on it. You you have some photographs. I I liked the real footage at the end. You know, I, I'll take that. <laughs> And then it made me want them to do like a, a yeah. an Elvis documentary or something. Yeah, Ken Burns Elvis. Ken Burns. Cool. I got to tell the real quick before grades. Like I, I've told this story on the show before, but it's the best rock and roll story ever. And it's it's from Dag. Yeah. So I got to tell it real quick. But when David Allen Greer was in college at Michigan, he was in a dance, he was a theater major or whatever. And he was in a dance class for his major in the 70s. And there was a real attractive girl in his class. And she asked him to go see, he wanted to go see Elvis. They were just friends. She was like, do you, do you want to go see Elvis? And he's like, no, I don't want to see Elvis. Elvis is fat now and lame and wears the jumpsuits and he's sweaty. You know, it's the seventies. I'm into the, you know, the clash and all these great seventies bands and, and all the things that are emerging. Disco's coming and all this stuff. Elvis is lame and old. So he didn't go. And then, uh, he, Elvis died like, you know, a few weeks later, months later. And the girl that invited him to the show was Madonna. And he could have seen Elvis with Madonna. And he said, no, thanks. <laughs> I always think that's the coolest rock story ever. So anyway, you want to grade this out? Yeah, I'm ready. 
Oh, man. I'm going like, to go. Yeah, you go first. I'm, I'm torn between two grades here. I'm going to go. Uh, I'll go C plus. That's exactly where I'm going to go, Kent. Honestly, with a, with a different Hanks, if someone else is Colonel Tom Parker, which is so weird to say about a Tom Hanks performance, if someone else, this is probably a B or B minus for me. It made me want to see uh, the, the director's Post. cut. Because yeah. I, I want to see this thing. I felt like this could have benefited from, okay, you've got five hours to do this instead of two and a half. And like maybe extend it out a little bit. Feel very compressed in terms of the amount of scenes and information they're trying to trying to throw at us. So maybe the uh, maybe the eight hour miniseries Boslerman Elvis would have been more my speed. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you can break it up. You know, kind of give your eyes and ears a break. Yeah. Cool. Well, this uh, this was Elvis. Uh, stick around, and we'll give you a quick weekly recommend. Recommends. All right, Kent, what is your weekly recommend? Yeah, I'm going to recommend a movie uh, that just came out. Beavis and Butthead to the universe. Richard. Still haven't seen it. I'm excited. It's on my list this weekend. You know, we've been saying this a long time for the pod. What if we could send MacGruber to space? You know, what if we could send Dom and the gang to space, which we've seen happen very recently. Thank God. What if we could send Beavis and Butthead to space, Richard? I'm in. There you go. That's the movie. Count me in. It's greatness. Um, yeah, I guess the first movie they've done since uh, Do America back in the mid-90s, which was a crazy constant movie. player. Uh, that I've seen that one, I don't know, a lot. <laughs> like growing up at various, various occasions. And so... Yeah, first Beavis and Butthead movie, and they've done a couple TV episodes. I think they're trying to do more Beavis and Butthead, I think, episodes, and then they're doing King of the Hills coming back, I think, maybe? Yeah, I, I don't know. So. so I'm in we'll as see long as Peggy's happens. dead. They kill off Peggy, I'm in. <laughs> Peggy Peggy will be on the show, Richard. I'm sorry. Yeah, hopefully. Well, then I will not be watching it. <laughs> Give the Yeah, if Peggy, what if Peggy and Hank are divorced, though, on the show? As long as she's miserable. I'm fine. Okay. <laughs> she yeah. can't be happily divorced, you know? Yeah, I, I'm with you there. All right. Well, uh, yeah, check this out. If you, uh, you know, kid of the 90s and want a little nostalgia escape for 90 minutes of uh, ridiculous Mike Judge humor, then go for it. Um, Paramount no, Plus, I believe, Richard, your, your app. My, my app. And Shane's app. That's true. I'm going to do this one just because you and I are on it. And we, I just want to give us the chance to talk about it. I'm going to rec- recommend an album, Come On You Know, by Liam Gallagher. Oh, nice. I'm going to let Kent go first, though. Dude, it's great. So- I love Liam. This is He's done so many cool solo albums and lately, and this one's right up there with all the rest. And uh, But Ken is a, I don't know if we've talked about this on the show before, an Oasis and Liam super fan. So did it live up to the hype for you? Oh yeah, I think it's a great. I think it's a really good album. Um, I don't know if it's my favorite Liam album. I still like that first one. Yeah, me too. Uh, As you were, I believe. Um, that one is uh, very good. But um, the uh, it was so funny. I was getting off the plane uh, yesterday, uh, coming out uh, on vacation, and I have like an Oasis uh, 
like a pin on my bag, Mm -hmm. you know, like Mm -hmm. among other things, you know, a man pin and some other things. And uh, a guy like was like, dude, I'm listening to them right now. It's so weird. You have a pin on your thing. And he thought, I was like, oh, really? What what album are you listening to? He's like, uh, he was listening to the greatest hits, uh, Stop the Clocks collection, which is very good from Oasis. And uh, I was asking him if he had listened to this record. I was like, oh, you heard the new Liam, Liam album. He was like, yeah, but I need to listen to it again. You know, like he's like, it's not there for me in terms of what Oasis was. And that's kind of where I was. Uh, But I'm, what I love about it is he's going straight for what they were go, what Oasis was in terms of a live experience, in terms of musically on the record, Um, which I can't say that for his brother, you know, not, not really into, to Noel's, uh, Know the person, nor know the uh, great guitar the player, though. Great, great songwriter. Yeah, but, great uh, I don't think Oasis would have been as what what they were if they hadn't had Liam Gallagher in the. Uh, yeah, the Taylor 90s. Hawkins said once, uh, if, "It'd be cooler if you had, you know, the good lead singer in your band." Noel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the, the great Taylor Hawkins said it best. There you go. Uh, oh. I would love for uh, for Dave Grohl and uh, and Liam to do a super group band together. That'd be pretty awesome. With Liam on on lead, we get Dave, you know, start a new project. Yeah. Because Liam always says, like, dude, I don't want to put this album out as Liam Gallagher. You know, I want to be in a band, man. You know, (laughs) but I'm not the one holding that up. He wants to, he wants the Oasis to be a thing and Noel doesn't. So that sucks too about Noel. It does suck. It's a bummer. Sorry, bro. We're not recommending your album, Noel. Yeah. All right. Well, this was, uh, this was Elvis. This was Mad About Movies. Uh, We've got some great VIP episodes and content coming out over the summer. This week, we are revisiting Paul Thomas Anderson's The Master, which will be exciting and all good. So if you're interested in that, subscribe at madaboutmovies.com slash VIP. We've got some AMAs and bonus episodes going all year. I mean, it's if you subscribe for $5 a month, you get double the episodes. You get to hear our nonsense on everything, especially throwbacks. And just goofy apps, and we're you know we're loose on there. It's fun. It's a VIP experience. But uh, until next, we're time, way better on there. Yeah, yeah, don't worry. Absolutely, our voices are even different. Until next time, I'll see you at the cinema. See ya. Goodbye. Hey baby, I hear the blues are calling. Toss salads and scrambled eggs. And maybe I seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe, but I got you pegged. But I don't know what to do with those tossed salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again. Scrambled eggs all over my face. They're making me ya ya. The salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again.